In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Some weeks ago, we heard the Apostle St. James exhorting us not to be simply hearers of the Word of God, but to accomplish what it says. And today, we can hear the same appeal now from the mouth of St. John the Apostle. He writes, My little children, let us not love in word nor in tongue, but in deed and in truth. My dear brethren, the apostles of Christ intended to make us aware of the obligation we have to accord our lives with the Word of God. To accord our lives with the Word of God. We needed to bear good fruit. And the fruit we have to bear are the virtues that God expects from each one of us. We cannot be satisfied with avoiding sin. It would not be enough. But we need to practice virtue if we want to please God. We need to practice virtue. During the centuries, Christians have shown the light of Christ in many different ways. We see that every age of history required saints capable to fight against the dominant vices of the time. And it is the same for us today. God is calling us to be the light of this world and to shine, especially by those virtues which are directly opposed to the great vices of our times. And our struggle today is to keep the true faith and to be chaste in this relativistic and unchaste world. This is our struggle today. This is 
our battle, a battle for faith and for purity. In the gospel for today, we see that man who prepared a banquet and invited many. But some refused to accept the invitation. This man is a figure of God who invites every man to salvation. But some refuse to accept the invitation. The three people who refused the invitation symbolize three groups that refuse the faith. First of all, the Jews, but also the Gentiles, and then the heretics. They refused the invitation because they refused the true faith. St. Paul tells us that without the true faith, it is impossible to please God. It means that on the day of judgment, God will not only consider our actions, but also our faith. Nowadays, we hear so much about faith, or even faith in the plural. But by this word, what they wanted to signify is simply some kind of belief in something we do not see and we do not know exactly what it is. Faith would be, in this case, vague and uncertain, a production of the human mind trying to grasp a little bit of the mystery of the divinity. And that's why nowadays many accept the plurality of religions because this plurality would simply manifest different aspects of the same reality, nothing more false. But the real concept of faith is completely different. Faith is not something we build ourselves, it's not the production of our mind. But the true faith is something that we receive 
is something that comes from heaven. Because faith is a participation in the knowledge of God Himself. So it's not enough to believe in something, but we must believe in the truth. The truth that was revealed by God through His prophets in the Old Testament. Revelation that came to completion in the New Testament through our Lord Jesus Christ. So there is only one true religion because there is only one true faith. And there is only one true faith because there is only one truth. And there is only one truth because there is only one God. That's simple. Philosophy teaches us that the error is multiple, but the truth is one. And supernatural faith is the adhesion of our intelligence, is the submission of our intelligence to all the truth that was revealed by God and is taught by the church. And this is the faith, the true faith, the only faith that can lead us to eternal life. So we should run away from heresy as we run away from immorality. And here we see the need for us to know our faith very well. To be able to distinguish the gold of truth from the brass of lie. In these times of general apostasy, even inside the church, Keeping the true faith requires from us more strength, more sacrifices. That's true. But the reward will be more sublime. You understand? Like the martyrs of old, we are called to endure everything for the true faith. Even death, without any human respect or compromising. In this, in this relativistic world, to suffer for the true faith should be a glory for us.
So faith is essential to salvation. But St. Paul also says that without chastity, no man shall see the face of the Lord. Without purity, no man shall see the face of the Lord. And the devil knows that. And that's why he tries and tries to make men fall in this precipice. Looking again at the gospel, we could say that the three people who refused the invitation of God can also symbolize those who live according to the flesh. According to the concupiscence of the flesh. According to the concupiscence of the eyes. Or according to the pride of life. And because of the pleasures of this world, they refuse the salvation of God. The little Jacinta, who saw Our Lady of Fatima, said that the sins which cause most souls to go to hell are the sins of impurity. And she said it 100 years ago. And today, today more than ever, this battle concerns us all. And it is a very difficult one, we must say, because we are very weak. And if we do not watch and pray, as our Lord said, we will fall. And it's not a guess. It's certain. So we have to be humble enough and ask for God's help in order to be chased. But also, we need to do our best to avoid anything that can be for us a danger, an occasion of sin. May it be a person, a place, or something else. We have to be strong enough to make all the sacrifices we need in order to preserve the fragile virtue of purity. Of course, we have to avoid bad TV shows. It's not an option. We have to avoid being idle in the internet, of course. We have to avoid double-meaning jokes. How many saints 
died only because they did not want to profane their bodies. And sometimes we don't care. But we have to be very prudent, my brethren, because our enemy is very clever. You know that he has more than 6,000 6, years of experience in this business of losing souls. So we needed to take our life very seriously. Because in this game, we have only one chance. It is to win or to lose forever. So let us not sacrifice to the devil of lust, even with a small grain of incense. Even in the little things, let us be attentive to avoid anything that could hurt our chastity. Make your resolutions, because you know from the small sins we come to great ones. But if we are faithful in the small things, when it comes time for us to face stronger temptations, God will not allow us to fall, but He will sustain us with His hand. Through our modesty in dress, in speech, in actions, we are called to give reparation to the heart of our Lord, so offended by men today. Because we call ourselves friends of Christ, but if we behave, as his enemies. We are just pretending, my brethren. I know that this battle is not an easy one, but who told us that it would be easy? It is a battle between light and darkness, between truth and lie. And you need to choose your side and fight. Faith and purity. This is our battle today. But this will be our crown tomorrow. If we persevere. So keep the faith. Keep chastity. According to your state in life. And one day you shall see the face of God. May our blessed mother, who crushed the head of Satan from the first instant of her existence, defend us in this battle.
May she be our model of faith and purity. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.